Hi my lovelies, it's Gould and today we are going to be talking about fibromyalgia. It is Fibromyalgia Awareness Month and I have it and I just like to, you know, give people that knowledge, that power of what it is, what it's all about and how you can help people with fibromyalgia. So stick around. Something I do absolutely want to say straight away, I am not a healthcare professional, I'm not a doctor, I'm not anything in a professional setting, I am just someone who has fibromyalgia and will speak on personal experiences and things that I have researched. Definitely if you think that this could fit any of your health issues, um, go and talk to your doctor. It takes a long time to weed everything out just because of the symptoms. Um, so, so I definitely, if you feel like you need to talk to a professional, I definitely would go for it earlier than later and honestly um if you kind of feel like your symptoms are too general just really hone it down and be as open and honest with your doctor as possible um as i say fibromyalgia is a condition that does cause pain all over the body it's also referred to as widespread pain you have um sleep problems fatigue a lot of emotional and mental like distress and dramas and things like that people with fibromyalgia are more sensitive to pain than people with fibromyalgia i always say um i can stub my toe and it feel like i've cut my leg off um that's what it kind of tricks you into feeling that way sometimes and um thing but then again things that shouldn't cause you any pain cause you the most pain and then things that really 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 hurt <laughs> for example like childbirth and things like that it's not as bad <laughs> which is crazy but that's how it works the brain um it's it kind of attacks the central nervous system and it kind of tricks your brain into thinking um that you know you're very sensitive to pain and all of this stuff it, it is massively underrated um so the first signs of fibromyalgia now i will say now this is very vague um because it's so different for everybody um i feel that this could <laughs> this could answer everybody's healthcare problems but um it does include things like heavy fatigue lack of energy trouble sleeping depression anxiety memory problems trouble concentrating so i call it fibro fog um so that's a big one of mine this cloud will just appear in my brain and that that would be it uh, headaches is a really common one as well so it is uh, muscle twitches and cramps especially like restless leg syndrome at night and things like that uh, and numbness and tingling in hands and feet so all of these are pretty common symptoms for anything um so it's really hard to get diagnosed very very difficult to get diagnosed um it is <laughs> it's becoming more common and more people know about it more and things like that m more so than maybe five years ago um so fibromyalgia is a condition that causes widespread pain and extreme tiredness it does vary from person to person but one of the main symptoms is just pain all over your body i describe it as getting sunburn and prickly heat all at the same time um it kind of just feels like a really prickly awful kind of feeling like it feels your body feels really heavy it's like getting the flu sunburn and prickly heat all at the same time um, there is no cure for fibromyalgia, but there are treatments, things like painkillers, talking therapies and exercise programs that can help ease some of the symptoms. Um, it is not clear what causes fibromyalgia. It can start after trauma or a stressful event like an injury, an illness, um, like losing a loved one, and anyone can get it. 
but often it's more women than men. Uh, it can affect people of any age, even children, but it usually starts in middle age with the chance of you getting it as you get older. I was diagnosed at 25, um, but I felt like I had issues from about 20 to 21, um, but I didn't really make the link until I'd had my second child at 25. Um, so uh, it does occur of, in people of all backgrounds, all racial and ethnic backgrounds, um, it really does. It really does not care who it gets. I swear. Um, so yeah. So it, it, you, you can also um, like if you have other diseases like rheumatic rheumatic diseases, um, mood disorders, or conditions that cause pain, you can be more likely to have it. Um, and it can run in families. There are there are a few scientists that do believe that certain genes could make you more likely to develop it. But the disorder does occur in people with no family of history of the disorder. That's what I mean by it really can target anybody. Um, it is an invisible illness and really hard for friends and family to understand, especially with the lack of understanding in this area. This is the one thing that I really want to push uh, this month and all months, really, of just knowledge about it, because um, I guarantee you more people have it than you think so definitely definitely research into it um if you feel like you might some of these symptoms speak to you and go talk to your doctor about it um but yeah there are things like with the with the thing of it not being like recognized and because of the symptoms being so vague it definitely gets swept under the carpet um there are many things that people can do to support a family or friend with fibro and this is what i want to focus on as well because there's no point me talking about it if i can't um, like you know help you guys help yourself or your friends family that might have it or whatever so the first tip is the biggest one for me and that's learning about the conditions and symptoms that your family's member friend yourself must put up but must put up over the daily basis this will help you understand them a lot better although the awareness of fibro uh, is increasing it is really poorly still understood um, I, I don't know it's it needs to be known more I feel uh, if you can be more aware of the symptoms they experience then it will enable you to be more sympathetic um, I definitely agree with this statement um, because um, my partner is incredible um, he he researched everything always for throughout the time that I've known him yeah and any problems he's researched it to death <laughs> having children researched it to death <laughs> like living with someone with a chronic illness you guaranteed he's researched it to death and that's been so helpful because there are times when I can't express what's wrong the fibro fog is very real and very scary and memory loss is awful and when you don't know what's going on with your body you can't expect other people to help you but you can give out the information you have and say actually I'm cold or I have pain in my elbows today or whatever it is you know talk it out and that goes for people that have it as well um <laughs> daily routines so when I wrote this before I I did say to try and help them find a daily routine that they can manage well and regularly this does allow them to keep active it helps complete the activities without doing like without doing too much and causing flare-ups um the key with fibro is knowing your boundaries and working with them um I go overboard all the time. If you, if you know me, you know that. Um, but yeah, so I will say a little daily routine definitely helps. It makes also from my perspective, it helps me feel like I'm doing, like I'm being productive and I'm a, like a member of the family and, you know, and it just gives, makes me feel like, like I'm not, 
just sat in pain like a potato all day. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this is a big one as well, is supporting them to keep up with daily activities. So I think it's important with people with fibro to keep as active and keep moving because uh, if you don't, it's easy to get, for both mental and physical health, it's really easy to get stuck. And like back pain, I think, and body pain and just gentle movement is better than no movements at all. That's something I have learned. I walk. Um, if I feel like I'm going to have like a bad flare up, I go for a gentle walk. It really clears my mind mentally and I can focus on a few things without focusing on the pain. And then obviously, you know, a little bit of exercise does do your body good. And and also saying that, though, it is also OK to remind us and them that it's okay if they don't really feel up to doing something because if they you know equally if we don't feel well or we're in pain having a flare-up uh it's okay to rest and listen to your body this is the biggest lesson i have to learn um i always want to do too much (laughs) um family and friends you can support us by not judging when they're not feeling up to taking part in social occasions or activities symptoms of fibro can come and go and they're hard to predict and that's the worst thing because i could be having a massive flare-up in the morning unable to get out of bed put my shoes on um unable to like even like brew a cup of tea but then by the evening i'd have some energy and i'd be fine like this morning never happened it is it is mad um and providing them with emotional support uh, fibro can be emotionally difficult for sufferers um it definitely has an impact on mental health as well as physical health and I think people can play a really important part here and just listen um listen to my worries concerns and and just have some emotional backup because it's also important to try and stay as mentally positive as you can if you know me from twitter you know I do this all the time um but the more positive support you can provide the better and I will say that I do believe in realism so obviously having that positive mind definitely helps but it's also okay to be like all right it is a bit crap today but you know we can do things about that um we don't always, we don't have to stay in a negative mood but we can acknowledge the fact that it is negative um and this, also i've said this before but encourage them to seek advice from professionals to improve like our condition and things like that it is really possible to live a good life with fibromyalgia with good support from health professionals like symptoms can be treated and managed well um with all the things going on with painkillers and talking therapies and things like that and having um, a positive approach to the condition condition like maintained um it's really useful um like you know looking online and things like that but it's also good to hear from people who have it as well um so i hope this has helped um to me waffle on about vibro um i I'm doing okay today. I thought I'd put that out there now. Um, physically, I'm doing all right. Mentally, I'm doing okay. But I do live with this every day. And I do feel that part of my life has been robbed. And that is quite hard to come to terms with as well, being so young. I mean, I'm 32, well, 32 this year. So um, <laughs> that's up to you if you think that's young. Um, but I do feel that the best things to do, in short, to summarise this podcast, is to research be realistic and positive and kind. Keep help us keep up to date with our own lives because we need it. And just to be kind. Honestly, I know I say that a lot and I know I say to be positive a lot, but the difference it makes is unreal. Um and and just just know that we are trying our best and we don't want to live with it ourselves, but we're going to do our best. And we do rely on our family and friends to help out and I think that um 
the more knowledge people have the better so this has been the Ghoul Curse. thank you so much for listening and i will see you on the next one <laughs>